Eric Dickerson once said, you're supposed to be tough. You're supposed to play through the pain, and you're not supposed to cry. We were all taught this early on in the game as kids. After years of denial and opposing research, finally, there's a connection between head trauma and later life mental problems. For years, mental problems were thought to be a myth, unrelated to any injuries. CTE, described as a brain degeneration caused by repeated head trauma, has been linked to head injuries causing football and other sports. This is cause for concern surrounding if the league should continue on a brutal path or end. However, with this in mind, it is simply not enough to cancel the game, especially after all the steps and precautions the league has gone through. Opposing sides claim that the dangers of CTE are not worth risking one's health and playing football. Recently, many players have been retiring early out of the fear of later life complications. According to the newspaper MSU, in the NFL season, Andrew Luck retired two weeks before the regular season to the dismay of not only the Indianapolis Colt fans, but the fantasy owners who drafted him. While the effects are very concerning, the choice to retire early is completely up to the player. Many of these early retirees have other health conditions that are heightening the risk of concussions. It needs to be taken into consideration that not every player has these problems and is not at risk. CTE is troubling due to its severe side effects, which can include aggressive behavior, memory loss, depression, and others. No one case is the same, seeing how many people are more aggressive while others suffer more memory problems and cognitive thinking troubles. According to ESPN, Mike Webster's personality changed to angry, impatient, and he developed the inability to answer common sense questions or understand what was going on. This evidence presents the harmful effects of early head trauma leading to CTE in later life. These effects alone are enough to make people shy away from contact. However, Many of these effects present themselves through many other factors, such as stress and mental trauma caused by rough childhoods. Football should not be outcast because some people have later life problems. Almost all jobs have working hazards that will only affect a few people. What happened to Mike and some others is very terrible tragedy, but when compared to everyone else in the league, they are a very small minority. Lastly, CTE spreads quickly, causing neurofibrillary tangles throughout the brain, resulting in the side effects talked about earlier. This is a later life occurrence, much after the head trauma that would have caused it. Some believe that almost everybody who has experienced head trauma has a form of this disease. However, most cases are so minor that it is not noticeable. Only in extreme cases do people see the problems read about in the news. By this very fact, it makes the disorder less of a concern to put a stop to football or inhibit the game. Most players will go through their career without any problems later down the line. Most of the main problems are a very small select few of the pros who are already a small portion of the populace. Due to the high risk of head trauma leading to CTE in later life, football is a danger and worth thinking about before playing. However, there is simply not enough research to back most findings, and experts still do not know the full connection between the causes of CTE. Therefore, it is not enough information to inhibit the playing of football. While potentially dangerous, the game has many regulations to protect players and their health. Recently, in the last few years, new regulations have been implemented to help save players from injuries and make the game much safer. According to the NFL rulebook, in 2019, the blindside block was banned. Kickoff rules were changed, causing a 33% decline in concussions, and leaping players is now a foul and penalty. In 2018, the league implemented a penalty for players lowering their head to engage in contact. As new studies regarding CTE have been coming out with their link to football, a call for more rules to protect players have been created. These rules dramatically lower the chances for concussions. With implementation of one rule, kickoff-related concussions went down 33%. This was a huge number for the safety of the league. This is a great step for, to making football safer for players and lowering the chances of later life complications. 
Not only is the game getting safer, but when looked deeper at the supposed treatments for CTE, one will find that none are regulated or approved. There is no treatment so far. This causes many invalid treatments that are Hail Marys. These treatments are experimental and not backed by the FDA, and could be potentially dangerous. One treatment that is thought to work well is the hyperbaric chamber, as it has a crucial role in curing the bends. However, this is incredibly expensive, and according to Sasha Pfeiffer, companies exploit scared and hopeless patients for money. Lastly, CTE is unknown due to the difficult diagnosis that experts have not determined the frequency within the population. Recently, it has been linked with other cognitive diseases that are also caused by other things. According to Bueller, not everybody who has repeated head trauma develops CTE. It is possible that people with CTE have another neurological disease, including Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, or ALS. This could show a possible link to the risk being hereditary. This calls for further questioning of whether the risk by playing football are severe, as some are saying. If it is hereditary, that points to only the very small minority having problems. With the extremely small amount of research that is conclusive of what exactly CTE is and the fact of unsafe and potentially dangerous treatments that don't even work, is it really worth the sacrifice of football? Especially with new rules to make the game much safer. With the link of CTE and concussions, the questions were presented whether or not football is too dangerous for humans to play. Despite this, the league has undergone many safety changes, and the overall uncertainty of CTE makes the answer to this question no. With safer play comes less risk of these great injuries that are seen in the news. Precautions have to be made, no doubt. However, there are so few cases of CTE affecting people when compared to the population that the risk does not appear to be great. Toughness is no doubt part of the game. It takes determination and will. Even with the pressing risk of CTE and the aftermath of too many injuries, at its core, football is a contact sport. People need to go into the game knowing there's a possibility of injury, and if they're okay with that, then the game will go on.